Welcome to the Invisible Cabaret podcast. We are a cabaret troupe that focuses solely on stripping away the stigma surrounding mental health through variety entertainment, ranging from ballet and burlesque through to song and spoken word and everything in between. During the pandemic, we've been working off stage to produce our podcast, taking the time to catch up with our friends and colleagues to talk about mental health, performance, the relationship between the two, and much, much more. The exciting thing is, we've gone through the troupe members. That's done, lovely, they'll be back again. But in the meantime, we are having a great, great time interviewing other kinds of artists and creatives about their mental health experiences and their experiences of creativity in lockdown. Speaking of which, if you've got a story to share, you can email us invisiblecabaret at gmail.com so that we can talk about whether you might be on the podcast in the future. Today, we are delighted to be joined by the fantastic, the chaotic, but like good chaotic on that whole Venn diagram that all the kids are talking about. It's Curly Chaos. Curly, very nice of you to, to join us. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. It's very exciting. Oh, bless you. It's our privilege. Um, you are a fantastic burlesque, neo burlesque. How do you how do you categorise yourself? Do you put yourself in those categories? I kind of don't anymore. I've gone to a place where I never thought I'd go, which is very annoying. Which is saying it's all art, dear. And I've <laughs> okay. gone I've gone down that road, and I, I'm I'm mad at myself for it. But I'm also happy with myself for it because, to be honest with you, I I worry that categorising it puts more pressure on performers. Oh, that's to interesting. Put yourself in a certain box when you're trying to get out of a box with your own art, but still putting yourself in a box because you're trying to fit the boxes that you're in within the boxes of burlesque. That's a lot of boxes. It's a lot of boxes. And also the other thing that happens is you're like, oh, I'm I'm Neo, so I can't do a classic act because... Oh, I so hear that. Then that doesn't make sense, right? It doesn't make sense to my brand or whatever. Um, whereas now it's more kind of, this is what I do and this is who I am and this is my art and there'll always be a hint of curly in there. So if I do a classic, it'll be classic curly. Mm. You know, it's not going to be classic anyone else. So the two acts that I do have, I would class them as Neo. They're a little, they're a little, a little sidestep. Um, you know, I mutilate rubber ducks, so. I have not had the pleasure of seeing the rubber duck act i feel like i've seen lots of photographs of the rubber duck act so that's what happens that's the that's the climax that's the old that's the old climax yeah so i see ducks 2.0 is about to happen um and and within it is the homage to the original ducks but it's no longer the same act i'm very excited about it can I ask, Curly, is this is this a different act to the one you've been teasing on Instagram? Because you've been teasing a Willy Wonka act. Yeah, I have. Is that linked or is that a completely different No, that's a completely one? different act. Check you out, creating like a goddess. Yes, please. I like to jump around on stage. I found my new love of dance. Yes, I've seen. I've seen. Um, you've been doing a lot of uh, kind of movement videos. Yeah, it's a weird one because also what I found, and I spoke to somebody else about this too, is that because I'm hearing impaired, whenever I got into the studio and I linked up my phone to the speaker system, something was like wrong. Like I couldn't, I couldn't move my body in the same way because the music felt really distant. Whereas if I do it with my headphones on, the music's right here. 
And so your body and the music are kind of more connected. It's a it's an odd experience. Oh, that's fascinating. Has that discovery been part of how you've got into movement then? Or has that been a lockdown thing? What's the, yeah, what's the story I was, there? I was trying to figure out. So obviously in lockdown, we're in our bedrooms a lot. And I was trying to figure out why when I'm in my bedroom, I move constantly and nonstop. But then when I get, and I'm like, cool, I'm going to book a studio. I want some studio space, some studio time. I want a bit of space to move. Okay, cool. And I get to the studio and it's not the same. I'm embarrassed to move. It's a weird relationship. Yeah, I get that. But then when I put the headphones on, I said, what am I doing differently? And I thought, well, I do wear my headphones in my room. Mm. I'm going to try it. So I did. And all of a sudden my body was like, we're moving now. And I'm like, okay. Um, (laughs) Keep up, yeah. Like a choreographed silent disco almost. Love that. (laughs) Who doesn't need more silent disco in their lives? (laughs) I'm just imagining podcast listeners now picturing Matt. A room full of people with headphones on. No music, but, you know, beautiful lyrical movement. I'm excited to see what you make. Thank you. From it. Yeah, I am too. I didn't know was there a dance company that did that, where they they that's great. They had it was a silent disco, but it was uh, ballet and contemporary, I think. And it was, <laughs> if I remember it rightly. It was pretty incredible. I might just be imagining something similar in my head, and I've just made it up. In which case, well, somebody we're doing needs it. to get on it if they haven't. <laughs> yeah, if they haven't, let's get on it, please, because that sounds phenomenal. But that's your producer brain, isn't it, as well? How are you feeling about the, you know, the lack of producibility at the moment? Because it's it's tough, isn't it? Yeah, it's hard. There's something about online performances that just, it's not the same. Because I put on Chaos Cabaret on lockdown. I refuse to produce another online show. Got you. Really? What didn't you like about it? It's so stressful. It's so, because I think it's because you're having to communicate in so many different ways with so many different people. Some people are on WhatsApp, some people are on emails, and you know, some people want to Zoom, and then you've got to figure out, you know, I I wasn't hosting, the wonderful Dis hosted, and you know, we, we had a pre-Zoom to just make sure everything was okay and that they understood the tech and that I could work the tech out. And then, you know, when you put on a show in real life, you go to venue, you know, there's the mass email you send out, then you go yeah. to venue and you tech. And everybody's there in the same place. For me, it was too fragmented. I couldn't keep it all in my filer cabinets in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was just, it was just stressful. And also, I don't, I, I find, I'd find it difficult to perform online. Um, I've hosted a few shows online. That was great. I had a really good time. Oh, good. But yeah, I was very honoured to host uh, Cabaret versus Cancer, which was, oh, which was incredible and just incredible performers. And my like kudos to them because it's so difficult when you're obviously doing an incredible act and then you know there's a sock in the background somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I find tech rehearsal days stressful anyway I always have and I remember the first ever cabaret show we did Roz (laughs) there was a moment do you remember there was a moment during the tech where I looked at you and I was like I have to leave and you were like yeah go just walk out go away like go now and I had to walk out and like go away for 20 minutes that makes me sound like a grade A biatch but I did (laughs) it's true (laughs) it was like it was out of love it was like Rochelle you look like you're about to melt into a puddle (laughs) yeah Um, and you were like go go (laughs) And I, that's something I hadn't even, I haven't even thought about. I hadn't even considered that. You know, a tech rehearsal, but everybody's in a different space, sometimes even in different parts of the country. And you're all relying on tech to make it through. And nobody's able to be in the same room and actually, you know, 
talk about the fact that there might be tech problems and and how do you deal with it? You know, like oh, it just literally gives me goosebumps. Yeah, I'm right I'm now. sat here just vehemently shaking my head. Like, no, no, you are correct. No. <laughs> Yeah, that's the nope. right answer. <laughs> I didn't sleep. I honestly, I didn't sleep for a week. It was horrible. I think we'd be the same. It was so horrible. I we would really get that. You've then got to think about how you can scratch the creative itch in other ways, right? So, yeah. So movement's one of those ways for you at the moment, is it, Curly? It really is, and I, I love it because I'm not a trained dancer or anything, but I have always been able to move my body, and uh, I. Uh, I, I put that down to growing up in South London and just being around a lot of dance. And I watched, so my mum sent me, uh, my stepdad put a recording, a tape onto DVD of our school nativity. And I did put that, just put that in air quotes because we were so multicultural at our primary school. We right. couldn't do, we didn't really do the traditional nativity because it wouldn't oh have been God. fair for the amount of religions that we had yeah, within yeah. our school. <laughs> so I'm not sure what we did. But what I'd, honestly, there would... Was it seem- like Love Actually where you had like First Lobster and, and that kind of thing? No, but we seemed to do an homage to transport. I don't know what we were doing. <laughs> <laughs> what were you, like a bus or something? I was an aeroplane with two other people. Oh my God. And there was a train and a boat and then there were some snowflakes because apparently we then went to the North Pole and then we went to Jamaica and there was a whole... The whole end bit is uh, Jamaica and everybody... Um, like taking their bananas to sell sell at market i was like what? sick i don't know what we're doing but i'm absolutely loving it but what i noticed i mean it's the true meaning of christmas isn't it really taking your bananas to market that's what it's all about it was excellent and but what i <laughs> what i noticed was that even the kids like that were stood to the side where it's not their turn yet were dancing continuously but yeah, the dance stuff definitely comes from the school and South London and, and it's just nice to move again. And it's nice, you know, and it is, it's not validation as such, but it is nice when people are like, oh, you know, you can dance. That's nice to hear. That is nice to hear. I um, was reminiscing recently with a friend who I was in a musical with at uni um, about how I'd met her mum after the show and I was the main part in this musical and her mum came up to me afterwards. I had to do a full tap routine, by the way, in this musical uh, on my sure. own. It was sweet charity. So it was like, it, you know, it was a big old tap tap thing. So afterwards she came up to me and she said, oh, you, you did a really great job, you know, we could see you weren't a dancer, but my goodness, we were rooting for you. Oh. <laughs> Which to this day is like the most iconic thing anyone's ever said to me. I've not had time to get hurt about it because I found it too funny. <laughs> Shots fired. Are I you, know. Are you okay? Oh my God. Uh, amazing. Wow. And that is why I do the talkie talkie of the cabaret and not the wiggly wiggly. <laughs> <laughs> the talkie talkie. I love it. <laughs> no, I love it. Um, and it's it's a really interesting point you make about you know how important dark, like you know the fact that it's been with you your whole life and the story of you know the children standing around even if they're not doing anything they're having a boogie mm. like it's so Im- moving. We don't need to say this. It you know. The arts in general are so important. I don't know if you've seen the video that's doing the rounds at the moment of the um, the woman who's got Alzheimer's who was a prima ballerina. Yes, yeah, I have seen that. Oh, my God, broke my heart. Like, that just gives you everything, doesn't it? it and does. we've spoken to our lovely Miss Mustard Seed about the importance of music in her work as a nurse mm. and, you know, with people who are having end-of-life care and, you know, they're, they're going back to music because it's going to instil a reaction in them and it, it's just... 
you know, it, it's so wonderful. And we at the cabaret, you know, we we're all about the use of music and dance and art in general to process things. And I wanted to ask you, Anya, you mentioned that you've recently been uh, diagnosed with PMDD. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to know how art and creativity has kind of helped you go through that journey you know how how is yeah, that well has that helped you with that diagnosis and also would you mind uh giving us a little bit of info on pmdd for people who so um obviously i'm not the expert on pmdd i just suffer from it but um a shout out to everybody who suffers from it because i'm here for you and and it's hard it's really rough and we don't people it, there's just not enough research yet on this uh so for those that don't know pmdd is premenstrual dysphoric disorder and yeah dysphoric is just the opposite of euphoric so it's like euphoria, but the other way. And it's basically uh, an, an imbalance in hormones. And that's a really simplified way to explain it. There's a lot of other things that happen there. But one of the big things that happen with PMDD is rage. So like irritability and anger and rage. And um, my unlike art has really helped me because you feel it in your whole body because weirdly because it's hormonal you feel it you don't just think it you feel it and so to be able to dance that out and to and to just get real angry in my dance Mm. is huge wow is huge and what people don't see in the video that I posted was me then weeping on the floor for 10 minutes because and I was going to post it but I post a lot of stuff like that and also I'm not out here trying to trigger anybody so um you know um I I enjoy I love a trigger warning but there are some things where even with a trigger warning it doesn't quite explain what happens to the soul when you watch it you know what I mean great point yeah yeah absolutely because it's cathartic it was a cathartic cry it was a happy it was like a half dysphoric half euphoric cry because you get relief yeah it was it's really absolutely it's relief absolutely and also you know shout out to east london burlesque studio who um i help out at and is run by the wonderful evelyn carnett and has been wonderful to me and i can't you know thank her enough for what she's done and and that's and that studio is just a space now where my heart lives that's a really interesting point you made just there curly about rage because that is something that I have questioned with myself all my life and it came up in our um a recent podcast that we did with Robert Hallow as well about how you discharge anger safely Mm. um and it's it makes total sense to me that you would end up crying after something like that because it's a it's a flood of stuff that that feels unsafe doesn't it to you and but you know you've done something good with it at the end of it and you haven't you know, ended up taking somebody's head off with it elsewhere. Yeah, absolutely. But that must be a process, right, surely? Because that, that can't be easy to control and, like, wait till your next studio space or it you know, is. whatever. It, it's a process and it's also, it's, you know, learning yourself. But I do want to say as well, us as, as, as women or those identifying as women, we have a rough time of it a lot and there's a lot of stuff with anger where we question are we allowed to be angry? hello Mm. Mm -hmm. you know are are we are we we allowed to be angry um without someone saying oh they're 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 a bitch or are we allowed to be assertive without somebody Mm. saying oh they're quite aggressive listen (laughs) cool call me aggressive I'm taking it and I'm running with it there's a difference between aggressive and and mean and and rude in that way but being aggressive Mm. and assertive 
one of the reasons for that cry and I think I, I don't know about you guys but I think one of the other reasons I did it was because I'm woman hear me roar like cool mm, I had a yeah. space where I'm allowed to do this with nothing else from the patriarchy because just sit down over there mm. I've left you outside this is my space go away <laughs> I can't you know and I you can't you can't take that away from us I'm sorry and so mm. the cathartic yeah. cry is I've been everything I'm supposed to be in this moment and it's freeing for sure Oosh. Cool. Coming out with the heavy hitting Maya Angelou stuff here. Blimey. I don't, I don't miss about. I need to I need to sit and think about that for a minute. Gee. You're right, um, you want a shot? Yeah, maybe. That might help. I'd really love to talk to you about care with care. Hey. Uh, because that's what we're all about you know we love a little bit of online uh back and forth about mental health and about supporting each other so talk to us talk to us about care with curly about where that came from all right i will (laughs) if i must go for it yeah care with curly started as just because i a lot of my fellow burlesque performers had the same kind of mental health stuff going on Mm. whilst being performers and there are things that leak and seep through burlesque, um, especially with social media and general performing. And especially, I, you know, I'm, I'm mixed with half people that do it professionally and want to do it professionally and half people that just kind of do it for funsies. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so but they share the same kind of stuff. So Care with Curly just came from a place of like, let's sit down and talk about it because we're all in the same boat. Um, and and just kind of things that have helped me through my mental health journey in general because I don't take uh, medication, uh, even though I probably shouldn't. It gets offered to me a lot, but I just, I choose not to, and it's a personal preference. I'm not saying don't take medication. It's a personal preference. (laughs) Um, So I've had to find a lot of other coping mechanisms, so I've done a lot of work. So I I like to share that with people and share um, my situation, but Care With Curly took a different turn where... I just started talking about a lot of stuff. So I've started training as a psychotherapist and I... That is brand new information (laughs) that we didn't know. That's wicked. Yeah, yeah. I I hide the lead for sure. You did? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's great. How far are you into it? Not very far at all. A few months, a few months. Oh, Um, how exciting. My brain hurts quite a lot, if I'm honest. Oh, I bet, yeah. (laughs) But at least you'll know why and how to fix it. Yeah, well, but what happened there then? So I started doing that, but before that, I've always taken a keen interest in psychology. And I will notice that it started to seep into care with Curly. So I used to go to shows and just find myself like watching situations and, and just watching kind of the things that were happening. And they were just really interesting. And so I started commenting about it on care with Curly. And the one that is coming out on Sunday actually is all about finding your joy um because i read a book okay, lovely. about how to find your joy without it being financial for social media for anybody else but you and uh ed- that's a lifetime's work right there isn't it <laughs> <laughs> have you heard of uh, so cards no okay so i'm no. part of a, a, a uh, polyamorous and, uh, and alternative and kink life friendly community and there are these SO cards that came out and I like to do them with people and they're just questions that you are like you could do it with your, with your significant other and so you just ball with friends and you just ask questions and some of them are really like just fun but some of them are really deep and one of them is if you could keep anything any 
anything that you had from your childhood in terms of who you were as a kid, what would you have kept? Um, and mine was joy. Mine was pure, unadulterated joy. Wow. wow. Hi, that's that's quite hi, I'm curly. I don't come yeah. with uh, I don't come with bubble wrap. <laughs> <laughs> that's quite the question, Roz. What would you? Yeah, uh, go on. I want to know. Keep that I, that I don't have anymore. Um, I think. Oh gosh, I don't want to copycat, but that's that. It, I think I probably would have said something very similar. I can't help think about that question without thinking about like when I was a kid, I didn't have chronic pain, and now as an adult, I do. So but I can't keep that because it'd be like a double negative, and it makes my brain hurt. So. Um, <laughs> uh, Maybe I would have... Oh, I tell you what, I'd have kept my energy. Oh, my that's a good one, yeah. Enthusiasm. Ooh, that is a good one. Yeah. That is a good one. Mm. What about you? Mine would be, if I could keep anything from my childhood, uh, a lack of interest in what people think of me. Ooh. 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 Heavy hitters. <laughs> wow. One and all. Wow. Because, yeah, you know, that's my... If, if I think back to what I was like as a kid, everybody said I was overdramatic. Everybody said I was, you know, too much. But I was a kid and I did not care. Yeah. yeah. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, am I being too much? Am I being too upfront? Am I being overdramatic? Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's such a great question. Mm. It really is a cracker. So that's that's one facet of um, the chatting you do because you do you do love a chat as well curly don't you so Mate. there's also that's burlesque Ooh. which um is due back in due back. any very shortly no mm, yeah it's due back in december we have a wonderful first guest i'm very excited about Ooh. um but but that's burlesque has taken a different uh turn now too mm. um so it's now just me which is totally fine and everything's good um it did mean we had to just rejig kind of what it was then Sure. So now it's kind of more of a, a more of a shout out show. So basically, it's kind of once a month, might be twice a month, and it will just tell you all the shows that are coming up. But the oh, guest, great. yeah, which is really good. So, um, the, but the guest each week, uh, each month, will be somebody from uh, a conglomerate like yourselves who do a lot within the cabaret world and can talk about either culture. Or, um, you know, so like the Bit and Peach is a good example where, you know, someone from the Bit and Peach and they talk about culture and why it's important for them to have a big presence within the cabaret community. Absolutely, same yeah. with the Cocoa Butter Club, same with yourselves. And, and you know, just just uh, getting people on and, and talking, talking, talking power about the art, man. Keeping artists' voice, uh, artists' voices vital. Oh, hello. Hello, tagline. Write that one down. Voices <laughs> Try to say that after a few gins. Right, right. Well, I mean, I've had one glass here and I'm that, I had to say it twice. Keeping artists' voices vital. Mm. Yeah. Wow. I think, and I think if nobody else is going to bloody do it, then, you know, we've got to do Absolutely. it. Absolutely. So I'm all about that. I think that's great. We're revolutionaries out here. You know, artists have always been revolutionaries. You know, you look back in, you look back in history, the people that created art, they were arrested, they were killed they were they were trying to make a difference they were trying to change the world we're, and I think it's important never to forget the family we're a part of we're a part of that family we're a part of the history that was made and we're a part of the artists that said f the system 
um, I'm going to do what I'm doing and I don't care what you do and I don't care what you think, but this is important and it's important to remember we're a part of that and that we're all in it together, you know? Yes. I could... Yeah, absolutely. You've got such a, an amazing sense of being part of community. And that's what's so fabulous as well about the That's Burlesque podcast, because even listening to it, I feel more informed about the community that we're contributing a very small part to. You know, we're a very, very, all of us are very, very small cogs in this huge, amazing, like transgressive machine, you know? Right. But what we do, you know, becomes the big cogs. What you guys do, you know, People's mental health is still stigmatised and it's still not talked about enough and there's still judgment and there's still fear. And you guys bring it to the surface and not only do you do that, you throw glitter at it too and you just think... <laughs> I just think... Got to be done. You know, actually, your Invisible Cabaret was one of the first cabaret shows I ever saw. No I way! Think it, I think it was the second cabaret show I'd, I'd ever seen um, and, and that was at, that was at wow. the vault. The vaults. Mm. I remember meeting you after the vaults. I remember this big, massive, curly <laughs> hair being like, hello. <laughs> it was lovely. Really yes, lovely. That oh, that's, that, what an honour. Yeah. And it was oh, important. Yeah. And I'd never, and because at the time I was creating my first ever burlesque act, which is Warrior, mm. my, mental, my suicide awareness act. Yes. And at the time I was like, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Maybe I should create a different act because I'm not sure this fits anywhere. Right. And then I saw your show and I was like, it does fit somewhere. Well, we know what we're grateful for this week. That's a yeah. lovely shout well, out. Well, exactly. There we go. Aww. Grateful for you, Curly. Oh, That's absolutely. Lovely. Yeah, put it. Put that. That's... Put that on your little post-it and in your grateful jar. Do you have a grateful yes. jar? They're oh. fun. We don't, don't have a jar. Have a grateful oh, yeah. jar. It's by my bed. And have it's... you got an actual? Mm. Oh. And on a little post-it each week, I either write an achievement or I write something I'm grateful for, and then I fold it up and I pop it in, and then every year on New Year's Eve, I take them all out and I read them to myself. <laughs> Yes! That's, that's, oh my god, I wish I could have just taken a screenshot of Rosie's face there. That it was, was absolutely like I was gleeful auntie. Yeah. Like he's just like, overexcited to receive a good that gift. That is 100% my energy. I am the gleeful auntie. Oh, that's so true. <gasps> oh my god, I'm fine with that. That's great. I want right. something like drunk and knitted for Ros. <laughs> Yes, that's my merch. Rose does so love a crochet. It's true, it's true. You do. Well, this is perfect because we've got to the point in our podcast where we talk about what we're grateful for this week. So, um, Curly, kick us off. Kick us off with what you're grateful for this I week. I am grateful for, can I be grateful for two things? Because like, it's been a good of week. Course. I am grateful. No I'm grateful for East London Burlesque Studio. Um, for giving me a space to be everything I want to be and I'm grateful to you guys I'm grateful for this podcast and grateful for being a guest thank you so much I really appreciate it it's a delight absolutely stop I'm gonna cry I've had a really busy week (laughs) drink your wine woman good lord (laughs) Ferrera Rochelle what are you grateful for this week I'm excited I'm it's it's sappy it's it's sappy and it's it's silly I'm grateful for Matt I'm grateful for Matt this This week again I know no I haven't said I'm grateful for him before I've said I'm grateful for the people I I feel like which just includes (laughs) see I love that because I was like oh that's wonderful and then Ross is like this bitch again (laughs) with the pun (laughs) old news no (laughs) 
a long-standing joke. I think Matt and I just have a dynamic where we pretend we don't like each other sometimes, and it's it's good fun for all the family. But I appreciate that the <laughs> listeners don't necessarily know that. So Matt is a lovely human, and I'm glad that you're grateful for him. I am grateful. I won't go into too much detail, but I've I've had a really busy couple of weeks. I've I've got a new um, muggle job where I get home and I just immediately fall asleep on the sofa, and I'm, you know, I'm I'm not much fun to be around. Um, Matt and I see each other in dribs and drabs. We we barely spend any time together, but every moment we do spend together, he's doing something for me. Like even this, like he set up the podcast for me, like he set up, because I've just come from work. So he set everything up for me so that I can just come in, sit down and, you know, just run with it. Um, brings me coffee in the morning, you know, just li- little he's things. He's the real MVP. He is. He is. It, it, it's just little things, and I'm I'm so so grateful. Oh for him. man. So, um, yeah, my really busy couple of weeks could have been much much worse, and they haven't been because of him. So uh, I'm very grateful for Matt this week. Rosie Verbose. It is a small thing, but a lovely thing. I am grateful for the amazing full collection of the leaves. Oh. Because their their colours this season have been nothing short of magnificent. And I genuinely, I picked up a leaf the other day on my walk with um, Queen Totty, my dog, and I came back and I I just, I showed my mum this leaf and I was like, look, who gave this leaf permission to be this bright and glorious? Like, it was like this burnt orange, like, oh, just, mm, and lovely colours are all around us at the moment and you know winter's uh coming not to get too um john stark on you but you know, the, the the nights are drawing in and i'm really excited for the coziness but right now i'm grateful for the leaves that is so nice i love that that's so wholesome absolutely it is and also something that's so overlooked in just a simple Mm. like glorious beauty of just this colorful leaf also does not need permission to be glorious thank you so much no it's true it's very true naturist that's not a thing that's a different (laughs) thing i'm sorry that's a different thing that's a very different thing thing. listen you might you might be one there's no judgment here you might be one (laughs) but it's also reminding me of you know trying to capture the what we were talking about earlier about capturing what you were like as a child I'm working with children at the moment and most of my days include me going to the park and going look at this leaf and then being like wow it's pink (laughs) it's brown it's yellow oh my gosh and they get so excited by it so there you go just in that moment that little moment of gratitude you've captured your childhood innocence again We've also been inundated this week with audience contributions. So thank you so much to everybody who uh, sent us in some thoughts of gratitude this week. To start with, we have our lovely friend Andrew. Hello, Andrew, from America, across the pond. Uh, He is grateful for Joe Biden this week. I think there's uh, nothing more that needs to be said about that, really, is there? (laughs) Um, We also have a contribution from the lovely Little Rocket, who says, my fella's moving back in and I'm so excited. Now, we did receive this one before the second lockdown, so I really hope that that's still been able to go ahead, um, Little Rocket. We've also had one from Charmaine who says, I've been grateful for nursery ever since my little one started going six weeks ago. (laughs) Which, as someone who works with children, I I feel like I, uh, I can understand that one. 
We've also heard from Faye Wildfire, who said, I'm grateful for the friends I've made through burlesque for their support and making me feel less alone, which is uh, pretty apt for this podcast episode, I think. Shout out to uh, that burly community. And lastly, this week, we've had a contribution from our wonderful Petit Pois, who has simply said that she's grateful for warm pastry pie with gravy. Good grief, who knew a burlesque-themed podcast could be so wholesome? (laughs) Bringing it. I mean, I I can flash if you want. No one else would see it. (laughs) Bring us back on a level, please, Kelly. Hey, I'm all about consent. Well, I mean, Quick, get some tassels out or something. <laughs> Quick. Shimmy. Um, it's, it's, yes. <laughs> it's nearly our time for this week, but before we go, mm-hmm. um, we do want to ask you, Curly. Yes. Um, what have you got coming up that we can look out for, that we can look forward to? What you got? Got a few things in the pipeline that I'm not really going to say anything about right now, but mm-hmm. there are some stuff coming. Obviously, that's burlesque is coming in December. Yay! Yay. Also, it's a way off yet, but I am I am Irish, and uh, so we're going to do my show. Chaos Cabaret is going to do Chaos Cabaret does culture, um, and it is going to okay. be a show of however many performers we are allowed at that point in time in March for St Paddy's Day. Um, all who have ah oh, good pre planning absolutely excellent. All who have acts uh, related to their culture or heritage. Um, and I'm very excited about it because us Irish, we love a good cultural heritage. You know, we accept all people. Um, and uh, as long as you can drink with us, we're happy. So uh, <laughs> so that's going to come up. Love so uh, applications will open at some point for that when I put that out there. Presumably people can keep up to date with Care With Curly and your other bits and bobs on Instagram. Absolutely. Curly underscore chaos underscore burlesque. Um, yeah, you can keep up to date with that. I also have a Holly and sex blog which is if you would like to see that the link is in my bio i also have another instagram account um which uh promotes that if, uh, which is also in the bio of the curly chaos one we look forward to showcasing anything you've got coming up in the yes, near future will. and hopefully collaborating at some point as well when the when the corona gods allow yes let's collaborate all Absolutely. over the place Yes. I'm all about, I'm all about it. World, <laughs> nice, dom- world domination. You. Thank you so much. <laughs> One cabaret venue at a time. You believe it. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, Curly. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thank you to our listeners for checking in with us each uh, fortnight. <laughs> um, yeah, I just really think that. I was like, when? When does this podcast What come? is time yes. anymore? Let's be let's be fair. I have no idea. Days but, are just merging. But we know that in the meantime you can check in with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all those fun times. And in the meantime, be kind to yourselves and we'll see you soon. Thank you for joining Bye. us. Bye-bye. <laughs>